Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Back again, like we told you we would be after we did our Loki deep dive. We are going back to the world of the Bad Batch. And like we were saying before, we said the last two episodes of the Bad Batch were very pivotal. We said that it, for us, it changed. It became definitely a more engaging season, a more series. Um, the storyline started to form a really good arc to it. The characters that bringing in uh, and what's funny, after this kind of... Uh, no, I mean, they do bring, bring in a big character into this episode. That's right. They did full steam us ahead with a lot of new characters coming in over the course of a few episodes. And this this time we get big old Commander Rex, who thankfully now you will know who that is due to the last season of watching the Clone Wars. But yep. for a lot of people who have watched all the Clone, Ro- Clone Wars... Commander Rex is standout dude. He is Stormtrooper, <laughs> top dog that everyone loves and is one of the best characters in the Clone Wars. Just to have him as part of Bad Batch now is very exciting. So kicking off this episode, which I don't know what it's called. What is it called? It's called Battle Scars, episode seven. I thought some of the visual effects or animation effects, should I say, I kicked up a notch for this episode. From the moment we dive straight into it, it felt very Star Wars, very like, you know, that's immediately into a space battle, landing on a remote planet. Like, we're all like, these are Star Wars traits. This is what happens in all the Star Wars stuff. Some sort of space battle, let's land on a random remote planet and let (laughs) the adventures go on from there. That's what happens. Um, So I was very much in enjoyment for the whole of this episode. How are you feeling about it? Where do you come into it? What's your feelings on old Battle Scars episode seven of Bad Batch? Well, you know, like you, I uh, also did enjoy this episode as well. Um, you know, I think it's funny. Uh, I can usually tell whether I enjoy a Bad Batch episode more or less by how quickly it passes. Because the ones that, you know, pass, which are great, seem to pass so quickly, you know, kind of in the time, um, like the 25 minutes sort of, episode length that's kind of it's averaging out to um whereas you know when i think episode three and four were was a little bit uh i don't know there there were some good there were some all right plot points in terms of characters and stuff but they felt a bit dragged out um but yeah these these last three episodes have have, have felt kind of you know they've sort of zipped by because there's you know a lot to kind of to enjoy in them uh as you said like you know this one is is it has some great visual effects throughout. You know, we get the the, the return of a, a massive character in the sort of Star Wars animation world of, with Commander Rex. Um, wasn't surprised to see him, I have to say, but I did enjoy the fact that he is kind of reintroduced and and you know, obviously not on the side of the Empire, still working as this kind of independent agent. Really, um, it's really cool to see him back in the fold. And yeah, you know, like I mean. <laughs> They certainly do have this format of like landing on a strange planet for some for some reason, either a mission or having to pick something up or whatever. And uh, 
and then things unfolding from there. But what I liked about this one is that it wasn't so much of a um, kind of an adventure to to find someone or something it was, it was kind of you know kind of an exploratory episode for themselves and their own inner workings as the bad batch and essentially what kind of comprises them and 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 also the fact that kind of rex is there as this you know i think they label him a gen one uh clone trooper which is like oh okay there's different generations yeah. you know it's sort of hierarchy of them um so to have him there i mean contrast with the bad batch and him to be unchipped and them to be chipped and you know, working out essentially what the differences are between them to be able to take out the chips. I thought that was all quite interesting. You know, it's, 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 it's really insightful about like, you know, the, the kind of creation of the clones and how they all operate. So, um, yeah, I thought this was a, a, it had a different vibe, you know, this, I mean, there were, there were kind of action points with, you know, um, Rekka kind of almost being eaten by a sort of monster that was similar to the one in the garbage pit in a new hope, the trash compactor. Yeah, yeah, a distant cousin, I'd say. Um, but um, yeah, and then kind of afterwards, you know, with with, with seeing him, um, you know, having the, the the chip being worked on, and then him kind of turning on the crew of the on the rest of the of the batch, well, that was really interesting. And and you know, uh, I mean, we've been talking about this how like these sorts of dynamics are going to play out with them kind of throughout the series and now you know we're getting that kind of further hint of them and and how and what could go down later on um and i think it kind of yeah makes it quite compelling you know because it's you're, you're unsure where it's going to go and who's going to betray what and and also you know who who might die or or you know uh come to some other fate really it, it, i think i we, we've discussed how we like this kind of this chip implant uh, and and the possibilities of you know what what you know the results from it. So it's yeah, I, I liked how this episode kind of explored that um, that theme. You know, I mean, I mean, what did you think? Like in terms of the theme of like they are their own worst enemy in a way. That was quite interesting. I did like that moment uh, at the bar when obviously they first meet Rex, and then he finds out that they still have their inhibitor chip, and it, how it all just immediately changes. And then it's like Rex is obviously suddenly goes back to all the grief he's obviously dealt with in losing his other friends to this Order of 66, to the inhibitor chip, to everything that transpired in the last season of the Clone Wars. It all comes like flooding back to him and he just changes automatically. And that dynamic, that really interesting dynamic that we talked about, because it was it was kind of like we all knew they had the inhibitor chip, but it's kind of... We only thought it was Wrecker that it was really, apart from obviously Crosshair overly all, that it was um, affecting. And it's weird that we just didn't, well, that you just don't really lock on to it being a problem for any of the other characters because it clearly wasn't. But yeah. <laughs> Rex was immediately like, this is serious. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, uh, and I love the whole, it's just like, now hold on, Rex. Everybody just calm down here. <laughs> Had a bit of a Mexican standoff uh, for a moment, which I thought was interesting. I liked it once again. I just liked the inclusion of Sid in the beginning of the episode. Yeah, I like having them going back to her character and finding work because it's very Mandalorian-esque. You've very much got that whole going back and what's the next job. And I remind me of a game, almost, you know. 
like yeah, a, yeah, a home base in a game that you they go back, pick up a mission, you know. Yeah, it's quite so, cool because it's a cool character. Yeah, definitely, and it also alludes that I feel it gives you so much options when telling the story because you can yeah. go now into so many different places. You don't, you don't have, you obviously have a main narrative, but in the sense of when you sometimes have a main narrative, it's harder to offshoot from it because you've got it all, got it to make it all make sense. But if you have this story peg in the middle of it, which is this character who can just, of Sid, who can just be like, here's the next mission over here, here's the next mission over there, now you're doing that. You can just throw your main characters into so many different scenarios with still having the underlying arc in the background. I feel that really bodes well for this series, and I feel it's where the series has shined the most since we've been watching it. And now we're in episode seven, so we're coming up to roughly halfway through, um, which is... uh, which is grand because there's there's so much content coming our way, but I feel Bad Batch is now really starting to find its feet. So now I'm really kind of sucked into seeing what the next stage is. And I thought once again, this episode does it really justice in the sense that it looks really good. It's I like the fact that we were... There seemed to be a lot going on in the other episodes of trying to put loads of fillers in, which is understandable with building the series. This one had a very kind of isolated story Mm. that for the most part stayed in the exact same place to tell that story within that one ship um, at the end. And I just felt it was quite an enjoyment because you got to sit with these characters again and kind of play out a whole entire episode just focusing on the inner workings of the Bad Batch as a crew. Yeah, definitely. I, yeah, absolutely. It felt like more of an introspective episode for them. And yeah, you're right. That it, it kind of... It's more standalone in that way compared to some of the other ones where they're like... And also, I mean, you know, in terms of even, you know, as we were saying, like with the action, like this one has action, but it it's not as fast-paced because it is kind of exploring these you know, these themes and issues, you know, of being clones and the Bad Batch and, and having Rex here. Um, so, yeah, yeah, it's, it's definitely, yeah, a different beat to the other ones. Um, but one which is great, you know, it, it builds out the characters much more, you know. They're not just clones, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're not just clones. And there's, it, it's definitely nice to kind of get more of those character traits within them. And it was like, it was a really... It was a really well-written one because the turn of Wrecker is, you know, who's always kind of magnetized in the group as the one you kind of go to for the boisterousness and for the kind of uh, some comic value, so to speak, and just the overall presence of his character to suddenly see him do the same flip as Crosshair. But for Crosshair, it seemed like much more of a natural flip because he already seemed quite, you know cool calm and sinister in a in a certain way even though he's part of the team he already seemed like someone who could quite easily go from one side to the other whereas in wrecker it's like complete polar opposite from his character and what he actually is so i feel that they handled that quite well and what i do like is the fact that they resolved it within the episode because i feel maybe taking it on for a bit too far was something like we already have crosshair doing that yeah. so i don't feel we need more 
of the kind of the same storyline, just but with just other members of the Bat Batch. So I do like that we had a full kind of circle, even though that has been Wrecker's problems with the inhibitor chip has been kind of underlining problem for a few episodes. But I like from the moment it becomes a thing to resolving it all in one story arc. Didn't feel like they it happened too quickly. And at the same so, time, it didn't feel it happened too slowly. It was I thought it was very well nice packaged up. So do you reckon that after this episode, there'll be less around the inhibitor chips kind of going forward? Or do you think they'll still play a sort it, of plot I point? Think it is, yeah, I think it'll stay as a plot point as far as Crosshair is out there. As far as, because we haven't really seen him apart from the altercations they had in the first few episodes. Yeah. So until we have that, come back into it i mean we've got fennec to come back into it we've got crosshair to come back into it we've got the empire all hanging around so we've you know we've got the villains or so-called villains so to speak around i would like next episode to kind of go back to sid and maybe their next venture or tasks to be over the course of a couple of episodes Mm. and do a bit more of a longer storyline I mean, I don't... How are you kind of feeling with going forward? Is there anything that you're particularly wanting to see coming out of it now? Or are you quite happy with the formula they've set up over the past couple of episodes going forward? I'm, you know, I'm, I'm interested, obviously, to kind of see where things go. I mean, you know, on the point of the chips, I think something, you know, that is quite interesting is the fact that Omega doesn't have one and that she yes. kind of... You know, whilst being a clone is completely independent of that whole debate. And I wonder, <laughs> I don't know if this will be mad in the future, like whether she would, you know, whether that would become, I don't know, in some scenario that she is captured, for example, and they do put a chip in her so that she can maybe give over information about the Bad Batch or something like that, maybe their whereabouts. Who knows? Um I, I think that's quite an interesting point. So I, I feel like the chip thing will still kind of be played in in the future. And also, obviously, with, you know, <laughs> I mean, with Crosshair, yeah, as you said, like, it it seemed like such a natural kind of change for him to go from, he clearly just loves killing, really, you know. He just, yeah. Man, like, whatever side he's on, it's like, he just has to be taking people out. Um, so <laughs> the fact that the Empire signed him up, he's like, well, you know, if people die or Jedis die, oh. it's like, <laughs> I'm there, I'm your man. Um, so, yeah, you know, so with him, it, it's kind of interesting from that point of view, but I'm kind of thinking in terms of it'll be interesting to see, yeah, someone like Omega who has no association with the chip, then, you know, kind of, I don't know, become sort of entranced by it or something. Because, you know, who knows how the Empire works and, and what will happen going along? And and also, you know, who, who will be captured by the Empire? Um, because I feel that that will become a point where the group might split down the line and um you know the and crosshair essentially will kind of outsmart them and and capture them or whatnot um so you know that for me is is a big point um to be honest i'm i'm curious to see as well like how rex will kind of come back in um later on and and whether you know he'll be this like a maybe a foundational member of the rebellion and and you know and how he'll kind of and play a part. Maybe he'll replace Crosshair as a, a new member of the Bad Batch. Absolutely. You know, there's, I mean, yeah, in, the, in, that, in those, I mean, in that respect, it, the possibilities are, are, you know, there's quite a few of them. So it's, um, 
yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm interested to see um, I, just how the Bad Batch kind of storyline will play out. And, as, you know, as we've been saying, like with Sid as a character, who's able to throw them to so many different scenarios, like what I also like about Sid is the fact that she's this very sort of sociable Star Wars character who seems to have links to everyone. So what I'll be interested from that is to see what other characters that, you know, we know from the Star Wars universe at an mm. earlier age that she'll bring in to the Bad Batch. I feel like, you know, she at some point she'll probably, like, befriend a, a young smuggler called Han Solo and, you know, perhaps there might be a mission that the Bad Batch and him could work together, which would be so cool. Um, I mean, I know we, we always talk about how they, you know, use a lot of story beats, but that would be, like, pretty epic. You know, we've always talked about how this time period of Bad Batch is, is great to bring in those and develop those characters, um, you know, aside from the movies they've appeared in. So, yeah, yeah, it, it's yeah. I'm I'm just basically excited to see <laughs> what what go, what what comes really. Um, because yeah, the 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 direction they're going in, it, it's proving to like be a more enjoyable watch overall. Um, and just yeah, making the character giving these you know characters more depth and and. An intrigue for the audience, really. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I, as I said, I, I can tell when I enjoy the episodes more just simply by how quickly they seem to pass. So the last three have been passing very quickly um, with a lot of action, a lot of kind of interesting like points and you know little references here and there. So it's, uh, yeah, you know, I mean, how many episodes are in the season? Is it twelve or do you reckon fourteen? I, well, I want to say it was more. I, I thought it was maybe we're looking at 16 episodes, maybe. So, you know, maybe we're not even halfway yet. Maybe there's one more episode to go before we're halfway. Uh, 16 episodes. Okay, so there we go. So this Friday is halfway. So, you know, there's a lot of storytelling to go. And what I always wonder, talking about uh, when you speaking about if the inhibitors chips would come back into it i f kind of feel is you know are we going to see an evolution in terms of the clone omega doesn't have an inhibitor chip but they can still control her in the way that they could an old school clone but you wouldn't be able to turn it off in the same way you could turn off an inhibitor chip so maybe that's i don't know maybe they won't go that type of scary route but you know maybe there could be some some sort of programming intertwined in her that is not a chip it's just within her whole entire body yeah and actually you know i've kind of been thinking as well like maybe this you know the inhibitor chips and controlling the clones will be <clears throat> like exploring that will be a bigger part of the story for star wars anyway going forward and maybe that you know the reasoning as to why they stopped using clones as much because you know if they can be turned on to be evil that that easily they can also be turned off again you know by anyone who like hacks the system or breaks in and you know changes things so you know in terms of that whole context that, that'll be interesting to see as well yeah so i mean there's a lot more story to happen isn't there we've got a lot more interesting moments on the horizon so another also interesting bit at the end of the episode um, where we're just kind of recounting everything Bad Batch for this particular episode of Battle Scars is we get these like two mysterious people that um, notify the Empire <laughs> in a weird like muffled Star Wars voice so it could be absolutely yeah. anyone but sinister. You, yeah very sinister 
Uh, do we think those two, who are those two, or are they literally just scouts? Or I don't know. Is there, is there anything behind that? Do you have anything behind that? I mean, it could, um, I'm thinking it could be a bounty hunter. It could be uh, mm. someone like Boba Fett, but he would have to be older, I suppose. So it could no, be. He would be. It could be of age. Yeah, so Boba Fett is still going to be young. I think maybe he's going to be. Four, fifteen, yeah, sixteen, maybe yeah. something like that. At this particular time, uh, he was young when we saw him in the Clo- Attack of the Clones, which is episode two. And I feel this is effectively what we're dealing with here is maybe five, t- maybe maybe five years, six years after that, maybe. Mm. I, I get muddled sometimes. I know this is just after Order sixty six, but then I'm unclear how much time has passed since then. So it's all a bit. That's true. But he could, down. So he'd be, be very, very young, so I, I don't feel that will be him at this time. Fair. Okay, that's good. Yeah, good point. The other person I was thinking, as mentioned earlier, I mean, could be Han Solo, because at this point, he is working for the Empire, right? Um, yes, but I'm trying to figure out, I don't think... It's ages, isn't it? It's all ages. This is in between Episode 3 and Episode 4. Han Solo in episode four is late twenties, probably early thirties. Um, in Solo, oh yeah, you're he's, right. He's young twenties, and so once again, I think he's probably going to be in the age of probably like five years old at this point. Too young. So I, <laughs> I feel, you know, uh, so many questions. It could be so many different people, but it's uh, uh hey. What we get from this is I love a little end of episode cliffhanger, don't you? Absolutely, yeah. We'll just have to wait and see, eh? I'm just going to have to wait and see. But you, so, guys, going forward, just to let you know, we're obviously going to be covering the Loki series and we're going to be covering Bad Batch. So we will just split those episodes up like we've done this week. So don't worry. We're still going to be covering both. And we're also going to... We got Black Widow coming up in July. We got Star Wars Visions, I think. Marvel What If? So much stuff. Suicide Squad coming in August as well. Um, Jurassic Park, Camp Cretaceous. I'm halfway through now. Five episodes in. Another five episodes to go. So we're do a review, like a combined review of that whole season of the latest series of Camp Cretaceous. I can't. Is there anything else that I'm missing? There's probably there's so much stuff coming. Um, I think you've mainly covered it off. I'm sure, you know, our streaming services will be throwing in our faces all sorts of previews of other things that we've missed. So, <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure there's stuff that we've missed as well, uh, stuff which is so unbelievably, undeniably obvious, but still definitely missed. Oh, He-Man. Um, we'll be covering uh, He-Man Part 1, which drops in July, end of July. So... What we'll probably do is maybe like a Camp Cretaceous setup for that and do an ultimate review of the first part, which I think will culminate in like four or five episodes and then do another one of the second part, which will be the same, rather than doing an episodic breakdown, which we're kind of at the moment only reserving for our Star Wars shows and our Marvel shows right now because we feel it's it they just have the weight to carry that forward. But, you know, we'll see. It might be interesting to do these breakdowns or maybe like the peacemaker series which james gunn is currently working on for dc and hbo max so 
we're see as things and if you guys have any suggestions please let us know if there's any others you want us to be covering but apart from that hey a new episode of loki has dropped so we're going to get into that i believe it's wednesday is the drop day and then we got another episode of bad batch so all things are looking rosy Hi guys, thanks for listening to another episode of Jedi Order Podcast. Don't forget to like, comment and subscribe and may the force be with you.